Are we? Is it a beginning? Uh, is it? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't heard the theme yet. When is so it going to start? I have no idea. So there we go. There it is. <laughs> so I think I said this once before, but in the uh, immortal words of um, the XTC, let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. It is Wednesday, March 7th. 7th. I almost said the 9th. Oh my God. I'm trying what? to speed through the year. <sighs> Why are you trying to speed through the year? I don't know. I'm not. I can't. I'm a little shocked that February gone. Yeah, so like fast. That. Yes. How was your farm? Um, you know, my farm was pretty productive. Um, I ended up doing. I I just did five songs. Yep. Um, and that was that was good enough, I think, because life got in the way. That's what I was telling people. Well, I think in terms of like philosophy, good enough is great, mm-hmm. because I think that there's a lot of emphasis on perfectionism in this world. Yeah. Especially the last, I guess. 10 to 15 years of online presence for everybody that perfection is this impossible model and we it filters through it's perfectionism with its nasty disgusting tentacles filters through every part of our life nasty nasty tentacles nasty tentacles and so we are we have this pressure to be perfect in all ways and so good enough is great yeah so five songs i also did five songs yeah you did and they were really good songs thanks yeah and i was really Excited to see you you really kind of put your best foot forward and trying to make that happen. Because I know it's it's always kind of a struggle. Like every... every. Uh, Sorry, I'm having... You're having technical difficulties. I want to not touch the mic again. Yeah. Oof. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, every February it was like, I got a cold, I can't do this. And you know. It's almost as if... Yeah. I approached it this year with... After um, 14 years of signing up and donating 10 bucks and getting my little rock hands for FOM, mm-hmm. which if you're not familiar with FOM and you're new to the podcast, it's FOM, February Album Writing Month. It is um, at fawm.org, and it's an online collective of thousands of songwriters now over the um, all over the world trying to write 14 songs in the 28 days of February. Right. And commenting on each other's songs and like supporting each other and just and basically just kind of like being really unattached to perfection. Correct. And um, allowing good enough to happen and having a goal of 14 songs, I think, is great. And then achieving whatever you can, even if it's just one song, yeah. um, is wonderful. So, yeah, I, I approached it differently this year and, and stopped putting this pressure on myself that I had to complete 14 songs and just saying, like, I'm going to just... This is a goal, and I'm, I'm gonna make progress, not perfection. Right. Yeah. And that's I think that's important because you can perfect it later. <laughs> making making progress, like you can always go back. Yeah. And revise and change and like you know it's 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 a rough draft. It's a sketch of, of, of what they're gonna. I mean, even though you listen to my songs and they're perfectly produced. <laughs> they're fully produced. Fully produced. But that's part of your process because I've I've watched you develop your process over a decade and a half and now your process is very um to use an aerodynamic term streamlined yes in a way that you get an idea and you are really following the thread of like you are pouring cement and building foundation and mm-hmm. then adorning like, yeah whereas i think my process is like find the clouds first <laughs> right and follow those drift along <laughs> And just like try to like, here's the cloud of the melody and then just try to like 
figure out if there's some way to support, like to make some ground underneath yeah. after I've already like poofed the ooh. Wow, there's sound effects and everything. <laughs> poofed the clouds into the air. Right. And our processes are different. And so like, and that makes me think about um, comparing oneself to other people. Right. Um, which is going to bring us to the topic of the reason why we're podcasting today. Ah, uh, yes. Because I think art and um, the ex creative expression is very hard to quantify. And this is typically, it's going to tie into a conversation, an hour-long conversation that we just had about <laughs> financial stuff. Yeah. And like, it's, both of them are deeply tied in my mind, or connected in my mind that like, this... Um, in in our culture, the way that you are valued is by your contributions, and and also your the value of those contributions is market driven, right? And so it has a lot to do with popularity, and so to win an award can like increase your exposure, and the idea that there are this specific gatekeeper, which when when I was born, there were these gatekeepers called record labels and A&R reps for music that decided that these are the things we're going to invest in. These are the artists we're going to invest in. We're going to invest in their careers and they're going to have a six album deal and we're going to slowly develop them over time. And that model has completely changed and, yeah. it, and it changed over a series of decades and it, it became, um, if you telescope out of it, I'm getting sort of philosophical here, but like you look at the amount of plastic that was produced in the eighties and nineties and the idea of, um, of using all resources, no matter the consequences. That's how the music industry became too. Right. Like just put out as much stuff as possible. As junk. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's um, just, you know, like the Olestra of music going in one, e one <laughs> ear out the other. <laughs> and then out your butt. <laughs> it's going in your ear and then out your, out your butt. Well, I was that's trying what Olestra was, right? Isn't, that was the fake cholesterol. It, it did cause some people to have what I refer... I'm not even going to say the term. <laughs> you can look it up because it used to be written on the back of the bag. Yeah. This product may cause this condition. Yeah. And there was plenty of music that... I mean, I'm not saying that there wasn't plenty of pop music that was made for that specific purpose in like the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Sure. But it just seemed like in the era that I grew up listening to music, um, to hear my contemporary music, which there's incredible songwriting and music production happening in both the 80s and 90s and in the 2000s and now. It's just that like this is a sort of a, I'm rehashing something that we talk about a lot, which is like the white noise of what the Internet has created um, makes it hard to to understand and quantify your value. Yeah. And so and that is deeply tied to our ability to survive. And we talk about that a lot in this podcast. And so having recognition for your work is wonderful, but it's also, um, it, it, it's sort of like a comparative act because right. we just won an award and I would like to take a moment to thank, um, Baltimore's radio station, WTMD mm -hmm. for recognizing us for best collaboration of the year. 89.7 WTMD.org, Towson yeah. State University. So we were awarded Best Collaboration of the Year, mm -hmm. and on the broadcast they they played another collaboration of ours, which was a song that we had done for a tribute show right. in October. And so um, 
And I love collaborating with you. I think it's great. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I enjoy collaborating with you. And I also want to take a moment to thank, um, in addition to thanking the radio station for recognizing us for that, there were other great collaborations that were listed. Mm-hmm. And to look at that list, I was just like, there's no way that they're going to pick yeah, us. us. <laughs> so that was a huge surprise. Right. And also to have a radio station pick a podcast um, is pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that being said, um, the, the most important thanks that I want to give out in this moment is to the people who have supported us financially for the last year. We've done a series. We did a GoFundMe in March of 2018 to fund the, the first season's tour. Mm-hmm. And then we did another one to fund this season's. And um, I didn't, we got about a fourth of the way towards that goal, which was... 12 grand to have a living wage for the two of us for about six months to produce this podcast, to produce um, 12 episodes with songwriters. So we completed nine on a budget of a fourth of that. And, um, (laughs) and so the question we're facing today is like something that I feel like a lot of people who are in the um, creative content making business will understand is that like, I'm suffering from promotional fatigue. I'm suffering from booking fatigue. I, and and by fatigue, I'm going to I'm sugarcoating a a more familiar term, which is burnout. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm tired of talking about the stuff that's coming up sure. because I all the stuff that's coming up I've worked on for months and months and months. And then you talk, then you start like you work on getting the work and then you start talking about it and talking about it and trying to get people to feel as excited about it as you are. And to the point where it's just like the excitement of the actual event gets completely sapped. Yeah. Cause I'm just like, it, it's like I've assembled the plane, laid the tarmac down. Right. And you know, like mind the fuel. Yeah. (laughs) To get everything up and running, and the second that I'm pushing the throttle for it, I'm like, eh. yeah. I don't, I'm not even experiencing the joy of flight. Yeah, because <laughs> like you know, well, all your energy has has been spent somewhere else. Yeah. And before I leave that, before don't lose your topic, your thought. But I really want to deeply thank every single person who gave us twenty bucks, who donated, yeah. um, two hundred bucks, two hundred fifty specifically to support the podcast's expenses because this every single dollar that came in it didn't matter what you were contributing it just felt like recognition right and awards that are given like best collaboration of the year is wonderful and it's great to have the exposure but the real mechanics of it depend on people who recognize it by actually saying I'm putting my money down for that. Yeah. And that's incredible. And, um, I'd like to give each of those people that believed in us, including our parents. Um, thank you for, for believing in it so much that they, they paid for it. Yeah. So thank you guys. Well, and the, the, the idea of the, the burnout that you talk about is also wrapped up in the idea that, the burnout happens because you're working so hard to get a response from from folks and i don't know if you feel this way i can't speak for you but i can speak for myself is like i i like doing this podcast but we have absolutely minimal feedback 
Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know how many people listen to it. Ben Shannon listens to it. I don't know. Because he texts us every time sure. that he listens to it. And that's the feedback that I get. I'm like, oh, cool. It's and, at least and, on and air. I guess for if, if nothing else, okay. You know, I, I, we got one listener. But that's, and I don't mean to diminish anybody who listens to it. Like, I, I know there's like 10 or 15 people, maybe. Yeah. But like, to, to be nominated, to be nominated for the best collaboration thing is like, oh, okay somebody heard this yeah and i wouldn't be burned out by doing it or by or by by creating the podcast or by booking or by promoting if there was actual dialogue yeah between myself and the people i'm promoting to or the people that i'm booking a show with like it's just i i feel like <laughs> My soul has become hoarse because I'm screaming into the void, and and I don't even get the I don't even get the 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 comfort of my own echo coming back to me. Yeah, and so okay, so that leads me to the next question. Then is like how when we get to this point because this happens to me with like pretty predictable timing. It's like every couple of months, you know, something will happen where I'll just be like it's physical it's a combination of like physical fatigue and like personal life stuff because every single person is carrying something heavy you can't go through life i think a lot of people don't go through life i mean our president doesn't appear to be carrying anything heavy <laughs> well morally he, he, is, heavy. he is 243 pounds hey come on i'm not gonna bring body stuff into this come on man <laughs> that's not cool well i think my joke is that he's not 243 pounds Oh, okay. I don't know. I, I don't no even want to know There's how no much. Way. I don't even want to know. I don't want to go there. Sorry. It's okay. I'm sorry about that, President Trump. <laughs> but don't apologize to him. Too, too late. <laughs> he has it on record. <laughs> um, my point is that, like, everybody, you and I both are dealing with um, stuff behind the scenes that we don't talk about because it's it, it's like regular life stuff that you're just like, you got to deal with, you know, like health and family and relationships and all these mm -hmm. things that are like um, learning to be flexible and, and bend to change and, and, and to become resilient <clears throat> in those situations. But it's like, I'm trying to think about what I can do in this moment. I'm two weeks away from a, a yearly event that is really dependent on ticket sales. March 20th, the Ellen Cherry Experience. <laughs> In Charlotte, North Carolina. On top of the Wells Fargo building. The 41st floor of the Wells Fargo building. There's still, I believe, 12 tickets left. Mm, and that's I would, pretty good. Yeah, I would love to have us at capacity because this is such a special event. And Josh Villapondo, who was on the podcast mm -hmm. and um, in December, who's been, I've been friends with him since 1992, one, 1991, I believe. And we were high school pals and he owns an amazing... Um, shop in Charlotte and 7th Street Market called Assorted Table Wine Shop. And this dinner is like carefully curated. And Josh and I had, speaking of finances, we talked about like, yes, it's an expensive ticket, but, and, and you get eight wines, six <laughs> courses prepared by an executive chef and two 45-minute sets of house concert setting or mm -hmm. concert 
at the top of the Wells Fargo building, looking at a beautiful sunset on one side of the building, and then when the sunset's looking at the lights of Charlotte. It's a magical experience, and it's an investment. But he made a really good point. He has a toddler, and he and his wife both work, and he's running a small business, and I have been running a small business for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And it's like you are supporting two small business owners here, and um, the economics of that are like really interesting to me because I get paid a portion of that ticket and then I'm splitting that with you because you're coming to my gig and you're going to help me run the gig this year. And, um, that's, and also play. So like, it's actually like a portion of the ticket and now split in half and we, I'm getting half. That was my plan. Wow. I guess I have to commit to it now. Yeah. Well, I I know there's a reason I unionized. (laughs) Well, I was talking with my father yesterday about um, collective bargaining in this country and how, like, I'm really hopeful that this wave of younger politicians, which definitely seems to be geared towards the understanding that collective bargaining of all kinds, including, like, the collective bargaining uh, against, um, you know, or for gun, like, reasonable gun control, common sense right. gun control laws, and um, and the most important thing that's going to be um, on the ballot in 2020, which is, like... The oceans are getting hotter. Mm-hmm. Um, a huge, twice the size of New York chunk of Antarctica is about to break off. And y'all who don't think that that's going to make a difference in Florida. <laughs> she's looking around uh, with her eyes wide and expression, but she's going from corner to corner with her eyes and like, uh, nah. And also, I live on the first floor of a building, so like that concerns oh, me a lot. Oh, you're so above sea level right now. I know, so I feel uh, yeah, but you know what I mean. Like you think about like the the actual real world consequences that we're going to face, and and these younger people that are have been elected into office have a real beautiful vision, and I realize that there's also an important pairing with experienced people in government to have them advise about what's actually possible. And then to work with progressive ideals and say, like, this is really important, but I think climate change, um, addressing climate change in a very sober way is going to be the biggest collective bargaining that we can do. And I think the, is the state of California suing the Trump administration? When are they not? And then also people in uh, Toledo are trying to get personhood for um for Lake Erie hmm. because of the algae bloom and I thought that was really an effective way so there's a whole um yeah if corporations can do it why can't exactly why can't bodies of water or significant pieces of land that we need in, in, in ecosystems yeah like something actually important they, they, they are they are actually living beings yeah it's not important to me that Walmart become a person um, you know or be considered like that because the destructive um, anti-union and also the environmental destruction of places like Walmart are um, innumerable and well-documented. But the idea of applying that concept to a natural resource, it actually does make sense to me because it's like, oh, and this is the most interesting thing to me because I believe that I read somewhere in my many um, years as a practicing Catholic in the Christian Bible that... Christians are directed by that document to believe that God placed them on earth as sentient beings to be stewards Stewards, yes. of the earth. And so every single Christian person should absolutely be 
having their eyes on the natural resources of the earth. I thought you were going to say they should they should be having their eyes gouged out <laughs> by by stick insects. I think the Old Testament is a wonderful, hilarious document. <laughs> it is. It's really wee. And also, if you read Revelations, like I would highly recommend using your mind-altering drug of choice and reading Revelations because it's fascinating. Even yeah. if you're not altered, you're like they were definitely altered when they wrote this crazy stuff because yeah. it is insane. It is. Well, I don't want to get too far away from how oh, yeah. does how does this all go back to the Wells Fargo building? Oh yeah, because it was quite a rabbit hole we went through. It and was. I'm wondering like about what Old Testament part I have to play. In- <laughs> in your Ellen Cherry experience? Um, we worked f- for, I worked for a couple of months on trying to find some routing down to Charlotte and back from Baltimore for us to make it more affordable Yeah, and impossible. to not use all of the resources from that ticket. Because basically, even though we're going to make money at that show, yeah. all of that money is going to be spent in transportation. Yeah. And because I cannot, I have chosen to not be in the car more than three and a half to four hours on the road because I was hit by a drunk driver six years ago and it caused me to have an existential crisis that resulted in post-traumatic stress disorder. And I've conditioned myself to be in the car long enough mm-hmm. to get four hours, but that's my limit. And this, this is a person who used to drive 15 hours yeah. home from Chicago by herself. Like I used to be completely comfortable in the car and driving yeah. and really trusted other people. And that has completely changed. I accept that. that That's change that everyone goes through in their life. You know, like they have to accept the, the circumstances of their life. But to do that, that means that to get to Charlotte, it's a three-day tour. You know, like yeah. we, uh, you know, or two days to get down there. Two days to get down there, yeah. And then two days to get back it, to preserve a state of mind that yeah. doesn't cost me like three days of recovery. Right. And so to make that financially feasible we try to tour down and after like two months of working on that, we couldn't find gigs. Yeah. No one, no one would book us. And it's uh, and actually no one would answer us either. That's <laughs> like, it, ladies and gentlemen, it goes all the way back to that. Like it's really like here, here's why you get tired. You get tired because yeah. you, you, you're, you're putting all this energy. You do the careful research. You, you're paying attention to things and you send people emails and, and, and they just don't respond to you. And so you start thinking to yourself, am I the last person on the planet? Yeah. And then, and, and all you're trying to do, like, is, is, and you're not even asking the world. You're, you're trying to get 50 bucks, you know, some gas money and maybe, maybe a meal. And like, I don't know, our talent is worth more than $50. And I, and I say all this because I think that the people that we're speaking to, first of all, we're speaking to each other because that's one of the ways... As that, far as I know, that's all that you, me, and no. There's and ben people Shannon. listening. There's people listening. There's other I people know, listening. But um, I don't know who they are. And I feel like this <laughs> is. Kidding. I'm hoping that the purpose of us, what may sound like complaining, is actually just like um, solidarity. Yeah. And that, um, or commiserating, basically. Commiserating. And that that's an important part because usually what happens after commiseration for me is that. I've released that energy. I've talked about it with you or with somebody else and it's gotten out of my body and it's not building up resentment towards the choices that I've made to be in this business. Right. And then I'm able to like soberly move ahead into the tasks I've sent or set for myself that are totally based in hopefulness. Right. Um, I'm hopeful that I know that the gig on the 20th is going to be a great gig. Yeah. Like we're going to have a great time. The, the really incredibly intelligent, 
um, attractive, wonderful people who have decided to invest their time and money, thank yeah. you very much, are going to have an incredible experience. And they're going to spread the word. Yeah. And that night we will announce probably the date for the next years. And so once that's one of the best things to do is to ambassadorize people once they've had an experience or be like, yes, I definitely want to do this again next year and I'm going to bring four friends. And like that's one of the things that's so important. You and I are focusing primarily, I think, well, I don't want to speak for you, but we talk about it a lot on our subscription service because we have recognized that that's going to be the model going forward and it's affordable for a lot of people. Your subscription service right now is set at $5, mine's set at 4 And people sometimes subscribe for more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you think about it, that's per month. Yeah. And you you are part of a collective that actually says to the artists creating the content, this is important and I'm and my five bucks isn't paying for this piece of content. What it's paying for is your electricity bill yeah. and your mortgage and your grocery bill. You're helping to create a a, 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 a place and an atmosphere where that content can be created, yeah, without without the the ridiculousness of I would consider to be artistic panhandling, yeah, because that's what I every time I play a gig that I don't want to play, I'm I'm begging for change, yeah, you know, and and it's not the same as people who are on the street, and I understand that, yeah. and I would never you know posit that I am on the street, although <laughs> I'm. I'm, I'm a major event away from it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I wouldn't end up on the street. I would just end up in my dad's basement probably, but which is the same thing. Dad, if you're listening, um, I'm glad that you up kept the house as much as you have. They, they just put a generator in. Sweet. You know, they're repairing for you. <laughs> I'm going to be a reverse millennial. And I'm going to move back with my, my dad at 47. Well, I'm 46, but I'll be 47 soon. Andrew's birthday is coming up. Ooh, playing a gig. Oh yeah. That night. Yeah. Well, it's not a gig. It's a show. It is a show. It's, it's a, a show performance. At the DC Pie Shop, H Street, with the Glenmont Popes and Harlan County Kings. Oh, yeah. Didn't they just get signed? They just they signed a Manta Records. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about Manta Records. That, that guy who owns it, he showed up at the wind-up space a couple times for a showcase. How do you say her last name? Wampler? Wampler. Rosalie. Rosalie Wampler. She yeah. is incredible. Yeah, she's a good guitar player. And I was, um, when she started posting about them uh, getting signed like a month and a half ago, and I looked through, she started posting some older pictures of her playing guitar from like for like the last 20 years, and I was mm-hmm. just like, this is amazing. Like, I love discovering um, a woman guitar player like that who right. has, you know, she's just been doing her thing, and like you watch her play, and she has, um, she has this fluidity about her and i really enjoy it and and i don't mean to emphasize like i can't believe you're doing that because i would never say that like her her vagina is not involved in that at all that's true it's it's, why did you make that face because i said the word vagina no it's not about the word vagina because i haven't sworn at all during this podcast this might be our only clean podcast is, is vagina a swear no it's that's true i'm just saying that i haven't said any swear words and so i was just like well you certainly can't teach eighth grade sex ed and where where's the woman who got fired for saying vagina in class? God. In eighth grade, like it was like eighth grade science class or something, and she said vagina, and it was like, "You're out." Oh my god! <laughs> they, they, they fired her. And also, I would like to to note to our listeners that I am aware that I um, did not actually mean the word vagina. What I meant was vulva, oh, because fine. I want to use the correct nom- nomenclature for the the area. The, the, the area. The area. The area. The area. Yeah. 
or what they refer to as the, I think it's medically referred to as the hoo-ha. <laughs> you know, what's really funny is like in my head, I was going to say, I was going to say, I was going to say, yeah, in eighth grade uh, sex ed is now the, the hoo-ha. <laughs> the hoo-ha. The hoo-ha or... And my ghost and Donnie, he had a hoo ha. Named by that medical doctor, Al well, Pacino. Doctor Seuss. Hoo ha. It was a Doctor Seuss, right? Um, was it the? Oh, love your vulva by Doctor Seuss. <laughs> no, no, was it uh, Horton? Here's a hoo ha. <laughs> and then, um, and then um, Delight had a song about Horton. Here's a hoo ha. <laughs> oh, that's right, Delight, man. <laughs> We're so happy now because we've gotten out our frustrations about being burned out. Yeah, burned out, and and it's not even the the you know talking to the speaking to the chasm of booking. <laughs> well, and the, so the, the well of lost. This souls. is one of the things that we used to talk about on the podcast during season one, which was um, we were at the end of every episode we were talking about what we had worked on and what was coming up. Right. And so we, after we decided to abandon tour planning for March, we started working on tour planning for um, May and June. May and June. So we're currently um, yelling into that echo chamber, yeah. but you did get a response today. I got, I got, um, well, in three days I got, I got two, two shows. Um, Jonathan Lee from Damn Lee Boy. Um, Presents. Uh, presents production company down in North Carolina. He's booked us a lot. He's booked us a lot. He's booked he, to you even more. He's booked us at uh, at the Berkeley Cafe in Raleigh, North Carolina on a Monday, which of course, you know, Mondays and Tuesdays. Like, I understand when people don't book us on Mondays and Tuesdays because it's tough. Yeah. But uh, we got that on, on Monday. And then Tuesday, we just got a, a, a show at the Juggling Gypsy, which Dave Hadley and I played. Oh, my goodness. Like 10 years ago, I think. Cool. Uh, or not, Triumphant not 10, return. Yeah, triumphant return to the Wilmington, North Carolina area. Yeah. Um, and the guy who books that place, his name's Bash. And Bash is a fire juggler. Cool. I think like he's, he's one of those guys who who, who did a lot of um, touring with like, um, I what do they call them? Like, it's not, not the freak circuses, but like the, the Jim, Jim Jones... I don't think it's Jim Jones. Yeah, that's a, that's a different person. Ooh, um, yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. It's um, It was like the HF Festival and like... Uh, no, it was the guy that was completely tattooed yeah. with puzzle pieces. Yeah. And um, I think it was like a, a sideshow. Sideshow, that's it. What yeah. was the name of his circus? Because it was that guy was featured in the X-Files. Yeah. He was one of the actors. And I think they had a lot of people from that circus. I think it's called a circus. Yeah. But I can't remember. Circus Sideshow, I think is what it is. We'll have to look that up. Somebody Something can like tell that. us. Yeah. But um, but he he I think he traveled with some of those guys. Cool. And he, he did some music stuff too. I, I, my recollection is a little foggy. Um, but it was really funny because he, he said in the email, he goes, he goes, oh, I remember you. Yeah, your CD lived at the bar for about you know, five years, but you know, sadly it's, it's, you know, been worn out or whatever. And I was like, oh, sweet we'll, time to get another one. We'll, we'll bring you more. Yeah. So, so our Monday and Tuesday, which are the most difficult of the week is booked on the way down to Florida. And then on the way back, we have June 15th in Thomas, West Virginia. Right. It's not going to be at the purple fiddle. I think it's going to be at a different gallery. Yeah. And so I want to thank Chris Quattro who yes. runs, um, sound and also has a vintage store on yeah, the main Quattro. 
Quattro store or something like that, isn't it? It's Quattro? Quattro Music is his. Quattro Music. Yeah, and he sells vintage guitars and clothing mm-hmm. and very, very cool um, embroidered photographs. And um, I, yeah, he's a super dude. And he's yep. an incredible sound engineer. And he yep. ran sound for us at the Purple Fiddle. He's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I love that guy. So. <laughs> I do. It's like. No, well, he's just. Because he, he, he's somebody who reminds me of like what whatever you and I try to extend to people from out of town and you try to help people out and stuff like that. And he's a guy who understands, he understands the idea of community and understands like helping each other out. Yeah. And it's, that's few and far between. Like you have some people who are, who are well-meaning, but aren't hitting the mark. Yeah. But he's, man, that guy, like he's a, he's a lifesaver. And when I emailed him, he responded, (laughs) which is like, a plus gold star, hundred percent grade, yep. Yep. right there. I'm just like, oh my god, you responded. Well, I have, I have a list of people. Like, I don't know if you know this, but uh, are you an organ donor? Yes. So if you if you go into the the DMV, the M dot whatever, and you look at your uh, you look at your donor status, there's a list of people that you can have as a hierarchy who gets you know you know organ donations. Hmm. And I and on my list, all the people who respond to my emails. I put their email in there. Sweet. So if I if I'm in an accident and and you know something happens and I have to donate something, it do, it, it goes to those people first. Nice, good. Yeah, that's my way of saying thank you for answering your your email. Here's a kidney. Here's a kidney. <laughs> Here are my eyes. Just like Jerry Orbach. Yes. <laughs> Poor Jerry. There's so much random information in my brain. <laughs> did, did somebody get Jerry Orbach's eyes? Yeah, the, well, I don't actually know, but this is secondhand. John Mulvaney has a whole bit where he talks about... <laughs> so weird with your source of news as a comedian. Yeah, where yeah. he said something about Jerry Orbach donating his eyeballs and how he thought it was going to be a romantic comedy where like one person got one eyeball and the other person got another eyeball and then they meet and fall in love. <laughs> they, they meet and then when they first meet it's... Dung, dung. And I think he was like, it's the eye of the beholder. <laughs> yeah, and it makes that noise when they whenever they kiss. Dung, dung. <laughs> Oh, gosh. So other gigs coming up um, that I would like to promote to anyone who's in the Baltimore area. Yes. April 5th, the first Friday at the Four Hour Day Luthery. Mm -hmm. um, You and I are playing and we're um, performing with Nicolette Good. Um, She's a woman that I played with in Texas the night of my car wreck. I played two gigs with her on the Friday night, um, February 15th. We played at Uncle Calvin's Coffee House in Dallas, and then we played a house concert on the 16th, and I left there and was hit by a drunk driver. And so that's the last time I saw her. She also, I haven't gotten the specifics from it, but she had a medical emergency like two years ago. I think she had that brain surgery or something Whoa. like that. Yeah, so she had sort of like a traumatic medical event as well. So I'm really looking forward to seeing her. I also think she's an incredible musician and songwriter and a beautiful voice. And so come out to the first Friday on four hour at the four hour day, which is on Harford Road. Mm-hmm. And it's a donations donations. I totally said that like I'm from Baltimore. Hey, Baltimore, yeah. Baltimore with a yeah, D. Four hour Luthery. Four hour day Luthery horn. And um, usually the show starts around seven ish and um, we'll each play a set. It's a beautiful acoustic setting. It seats comfortably 40 people. Um, I've been in there when there have been about 90. It's a little bit warm, but we can open up the door. And Hamilton, Lauraville is a great place to come and get dinner and hang Mm -hmm. out. And there's a lot of businesses that have specials on Friday night. 
the next weekend after that, she and I are playing at the, I believe it's called the Stonehill House Concert Series in Sterling, Virginia, together. You have a bunch of gigs coming up in April. I do. I have uh, April 19th at the Dangerously Delicious Pies on 8th Street with Glenmont Popes and Harlan County Kings. And then uh, that's my birthday show. Nice. What? Turning 47 at a pie shop. What? Um, it's like a my, dream. It's not on my diet anymore. So I'm just going <laughs> to have some arugula. Maybe you can like smell the pies. I can smell the pies. Maybe lick a pie. <laughs> I hope you get to. <laughs> <sighs> um, so, and then April 20th They're tasty Get your mind on pies Okay <laughs> um, And then Thursday uh, Or no Thursday <laughs> Sorry That's a Friday And then on Saturday 420 420 Also um, known as Hitler's birthday And Jessica Lange uh, And my dad And your dad there's the there's the trifecta there's the triumvirate right there um yeah then we're playing uh, joe squared pizza yep. on north avenue uh and that's going to be um uh saddle of centaur oh yep that's going to be an awesome show it's going to be an awesome show drift mouth Poster. from columbus ohio yep. who was a featured podcast um songwriter back in january right uh june star and then the glenmont popes how much is that show? That show, I think it's going to be $10. Oh my God. I know. I That's know. amazing. It should be 20 cheap. bucks. But yeah. That reminds me of that Gillian Welch song, April 14th. Oh. Where she talks about the band. Yeah, um, the Ruination. Ru- yeah, Ruination Day. Yeah. What an incredible song that is. Yeah, the, the girl passed out in the back in the trash. And and the fact that she's like, it's a $2 bill. And like, how did anyone make any money to yeah. get gas? And it's also yeah. like. No one showed up from the local press. Yeah. And then she goes, I, I realized I wanted to be in a rock and roll band. <laughs> April 14th is also the day that Abraham Lincoln was assassinated. Uh-huh. And it was also? Um, when the Titanic sank overnight, yeah. April 14th to April 15th in 1912. It's a very ominous day. It is. It's also, you know, leading you into tax day, April <laughs> 15th. Yeah. <laughs> taxes. taxes. Actually, I don't mind paying taxes because I believe that, um, you know, I believe that government is important mm-hmm. and that we need to collectively fund projects that improve the the good for everybody. Yeah. And that's what we do. That's a governmental collective bargaining. How long have we been talking now? We've been talking for 38 minutes and it's probably time for us to start wrapping this up. I agree. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, yes. This was a therapeutic session for me. Mm-hmm. For me too. A way to um, talk through the burnout a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, I encourage anyone else who's feeling burned out with whatever you are doing to, you know, I'm not going to do what they encourage women to do. Like, just take a bath and get your hair done. (laughs) Um, That's not actual self-care. But if you have a moment and you can telescope out of your life and really look at what might systemically improve it Mm -hmm. and then ask for the help that you need for that. Um, Because I, I believe that we can help each other through tough times including just emotionally because it's hard and I also don't want to downplay the fact that like being recognized for the work that you do is part of that and it's um I'm very pleased that we got blessed collaboration of the year yes it's very cool thanks again to WTMD and and thank you so much to the people who have been listening um these are sort of 
we've been doing these filler episodes to get us back in the mode because we, um, as you may have heard us talk about here today, but also many times in the past, it is like we are, both of us are hustling hard. And one of the things that we, we had wanted to do 12 episodes, we've done more than 12 episodes yeah, this for, is episode 14. for the season, but the hope was to find three more songwriters to um, collaborate with. And so I'm going to leave it open-ended that we're going to attempt to finish that in season two and then start yeah. talking about um, what season three is because both of us have a, a deep commitment to continuing these conversations because we do get feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, and the feedback is usually from other musicians who say, like, there's some solace in in listening to you guys talk yeah. about the challenges of it. And so um, I appreciate everyone who supported and listened because we... Um, I recognize that the uh, being a creative person is impulsive sometimes, and and yes, that age old idea of like, well, you would do it anyway, right? And Gillian Welch has a song about that too. Like everything is free now, now. and like, well, we're gonna do it anyway. But um, I don't want to withhold my creative content out of bitterness because it's not being financially valued, and so I'm really deeply searching for other ways to. passively sustain myself and the subscription service is one of those things yeah that keeps me engaged in recording and writing and and being creative no matter what comes out because it will lead to something good and then having that sustain me and honestly my subscribers you guys pay for half of my grocery bill i have 21 subscribers right now and that's Mm -hmm. like half of my grocery bill every month and that's awesome because it's like i don't have to if i can double that number then food for me is covered right which is awesome yeah so onwards and upwards yeah onwards and and flitting about continuing about kidding continuing to flit about and experience the i do feel like i've had a very abundant life you have yeah keep keep being abundant (laughs) so all right well hey um ellen cherry if i really wanted to subscribe yeah, because I've been talking about it a lot. You've been talking about it, and now I'm, all I can do is think about subscribing. Yes. Where would I go to do such subscription? You would go to ellencherry.bandcamp.com. And I just put up an essay music song last week about um, looking in the mirror, and I had um, flipped my bangs over to like the other side one day, and I was like, huh. Hmm. There's like 10 more gray hairs, and the interesting thing is that they were like dotted and dashed. Like the the strand had like turned gray in the middle. The whole strand wasn't gray. What? It was like it was like silver brown. It's trying brown. to make up its mind. And so I started thinking about like this is like a Morse code from the future. Like Ooh. so that's what the song the poem is about. Oh wow! And I'm continuing my collaboration with the photographer Bonnie Shupp, and we're investigating like ways to get that into the. Um, uh, what's it called? Light City Festival. Oh, very cool. But you can find um, gig information at ellencherry.com. Mm-hmm. And if you search for, um, if you go to my tour page, it'll take you to a link for the March 20th gig because we are going to post this on Monday. Yes. And, um, so that'll be about a week and a half before that gig. So if you know anybody in Charlotte, um, you can get tickets there. And I would love to see that at capacity because that means that we not only... Um, we're, of course, we're going to play a great gig, but everyone's <laughs> going to have a wonderful, sensuous time with food, music, and wine. Right. That sounds good. What about you? Where would we support you? 
Um, you you would find me at uh, junestar.bandcamp.com forward slash subscribe. Um, yeah, five bucks a month gets you everything that I, I put out. I'm thinking about putting that first record on there just for being a completist. Um, I write, record, and post a song a week. Uh, I'm 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 almost completely caught up from all the touring and all that other stuff. So, yeah. um, and a lot of my farm stuff made it up there. Actually, all my farm stuff made it up there too. So, uh, I'm kind of in a, a real good. I don't want to say fertile area. That sounds inappropriate somehow, but no, the word um, fertility is great. Fertile. It's a breeding ground. It's a breeding ground. That's right. I mean, I talked about the vulva earlier. You did. The system through which all of us emerge onto this planet into consciousness. I did not. That's true. I I I totally excluded the whole cesarean community. That's I apologize. Right. Yeah. Cesareans are, are really upset with you. I'm cesarean. Cesarean births are right. really upset. Well, it's cisgender. That's what we are. Not cisgender. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't mean to exclude that. Um, the the intention. <laughs> boy, boy, we're gonna get a lot of emails about that. I'm a C-section. Why? Why and, are you discriminating against people who were born by C-section? <laughs> Any anyhow, um, yeah, five bucks a month gets you everything I, I've I've done, um, everything that I put out there, and uh, and plus there's a whole bunch of other content. There's a, a couple solo records that are up there. Um, there's also um, uh, an acoustic record I did with Katie Field. Which was just, you know, one of my attempts at figuring out how to, to sell, you know, material or whatever yeah. at, a, at a gig, which was, it was a cool thing. It was very easy to make. And uh, the packaging that she created for it was really incredible, which, you, of course, you can't get. It was limited. It was like, I think we only made like 15 copies. Of I have it. one. You have a copy. I have a copy. I think Katie has a copy. And then there's 13 like other 13 other people yeah, have copies of it. other people. Um, so anyhow, uh, that's where my stuff is, and uh, five bucks a month is, is not that much, you know, and it's, it's helpful. I have 41 subscribers right now. So, awesome. Yeah, and some of them are, are more than $5 a month, and so it's, it's money well spent. Yeah. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see you guys uh, at, a, at a show. Or, yeah. You know, and, and feel free to contact us regardless. <laughs> you know, we, we love getting emails. Yes. And we respond. We respond. I think your response rate is probably a little bit better than mine, but I do respond. Yeah, I'm, I try to be on top of it. Yeah. The best I can. So, all right, well... It was good chatting with you today. It was, it was good chatting with you. It's been a while. Thanks for letting me um, get out some of my burned out feelings. You know what? You're welcome. It's, it's, it's just the little things in life that make it worth it. I was starting to think about how um, sometimes burned out can... Uh, rejuvenate mm -hmm. because think of, uh, not that I want to talk about forest fires but the idea of like the whole um, mythology and symbolism around the phoenix and the yeah. idea that sometimes when that fire can be a renewable right concept as so, long as it's not scorched earth not scorched earth so we may be a little bit burned out but take care and you may be too but just try to take care of yourself and I hope that the soothing sound of our voices has helped you today yes see ya take care bye bye